is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin, minus being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Oh, come on, just our house is going to threaten to kill us. Hurry, hurry. Okay, ma'am, ma'am, listen to me. What's your address? Oh, hi, Kent. Hello. Uh, that's, that's weird. What part? Where? All of it. <laughs> the whole conversation we just had, two hours. And it's just more of the same right now. That introduction was awkward and weird. <laughs> I know. It's funny in my head, like for each show, I have a different visual in my head of where we are when I open the show. Like um, when we do the Extra Terrestrials podcast, it, to get in character and read the intro script for that I pretend like we're in a uh, spaceship that's careening toward an atmosphere and I can't keep it in control. It's bouncing off the mountains and stuff because that's how silly and weird the script seems. But when we started 911, I just came through saloon doors and I've got two, two six guns on my hips and you're there playing, playing cards. And I come in and go, Oh, hello, Kent. <laughs> that's, and I'm like always. Hello? Hello? <laughs> like, I, like, you don't know we're in the same movie kind of thing. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> oh, it's the greatest. You know it's 2022, right? <laughs> Where do you even get those guns? And then you look down at yourself like, why am I in a saloon? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Still uh, got my vipers on, though. <laughs> you do. For those who can't see, Kent is wearing pit vipers, and he's been wearing them the whole time. Oh, question for you, Kent, though. Are you wearing your prescription glasses underneath? No, I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> no idea what's going on. Well, one of the downsides of pit vipers. Ah, not a lot. And they're polarized, so it's really dark in here. <laughs> uh, okay, I have a question for you, Kent. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Kent. Hey, Kent. Yeah, hey. Uh, hey. Hey, have you ever been to North Carolina? Lived in North Carolina for five years. You did? What what took you there? The military. So you were on base for five years in North Carolina, or were you Uh, kind of there and then skitter-scattered away and came back? I lived in the barracks for about about two and a half years, and then I lived in in, in a house on my own, uh, off base, for about two and a half years when I became an NCO. And were uh, timeline-wise, was this? Were you married at this point? Single, living with dudes? I was uh, married to another Marine, and and she was deployed. So I had one of my Marine buddies living there with me. Oh, okay. Sort of a marriage of convenience with the buddy. Eh. Yeah, fun. Did you ever make sweet love to him? Sorry, that's just one of the <sighs> questions here on the list. So I mean, we kissed. Okay, once for shits and gigs, and that's true. And that was fun. I wasn't making a joke. We used to play a game called, I think I've talked about this before, Gay Chicken. And uh, we would, you would close, you would, you would pierce your lip, purse your lips. Uh-huh. It was common in the military. And then you start moving towards each other. Yeah. And whoever turns away first is a swear. 
<laughs> and I had a perfect record of gay chicken. I kissed so many guys, <laughs> but I had kissed him many times. Yeah. And uh, he was always, uh, and if I, and if, you know, uh, turned a lot of guys into. F- I swear. <laughs> I have asthma now. Hold on. <laughs> That's the good stuff. All right. But yeah, so I kissed a lot of guys, and I kissed him. Okay, well, it's good to know. Uh, at least he's aware of it, right? He's aware that this happened to him. Yeah. Okay. Most of, Most the, time. of the time. Okay. Sometimes I would just go in his room and watch him sleep. <laughs> One of those things where you're like naked. You know, you give him that bro hug at the end of the bar, but he catches you whispering uh, in his ear. Oh, you smell different when you're awake. Like <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I don't. Did that answer your question? Well, yeah. Probably over answered it for okay, me sorry. and a half a million people. <laughs> Gay chicken. Fun game. Huh? game okay uh another question hey kent yeah have you ever been beat up yes um more than once yes uh, as a youth or as an adult yes okay describe for me when you got beat up as a youth well i mean we used to like we did a lot of boxing oh like in backyard what like that's that was rural kentucky so yeah you know so we would fight all the time he had boxing gloves, and I won some, and I lost some. Okay. That's fun. The The term getting your clock cleaned, no one really knows what that means until you got hit with an eight-ounce boxing glove by a kid that knows how to throw a punch. I can, I can Man, there's nothing it. more like that'll bring you more to reality is waking up next to a barking beagle on a chain. <laughs> Wondering what the wow. And that was Kent's first dating experience. Uh, another question. Hey, Kent, have you... Oh, actually, let me let me uh, mm. double down on that one. So describe when you got beat up as an adult. There was... Uh, I was outside. I was... <laughs> why does it always go back to this? I was <laughs> smoking a cigarette behind a, <laughs> a gay bar. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> Oh, man. And I had been inside that gay bar. I wasn't. I wasn't confused about my location. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I have. I've uh, talked about yeah. this before. I had a wife that had lesbian friends. Yes. And uh, so we would always go to the gay bar with her and her lesbian friends. And I went outside. I was smoking at the time. Mm-hmm. Still smoke cigarettes. Clean sober for three years now. Praise the Lord. But um, <laughs> I was back there smoking, and three guys were jumping this one guy, and I was really drunk, and I tried to be a hero. And that and means I what I think it means, right? In any universal term where this isn't a gay bar specific thing, jumping in this case means they were beating. Means physically trying to harm beating. three on one. Gotcha. Or trying to harm this guy. Okay. And it was me and my now ex-wife standing back there. And I jumped in and hit one of them. And then they um, no longer were concerned about the fellow that they were originally jumping. Mm. They decided this will do. And then they jumped me. Wow. Did it hurt? And I got my ass kicked. Okay. Follow-up question to that, just because of the... Uh, the that was in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Oh. Uh, behind the gay bar, Abizas. Okay. <laughs> Which we've talked about at length before. Yes. Um, and then I got maced by the police. 
in the same... Because of that altercation, the police rolled up, and then I got maced. <laughs> and then I tried to use the water hose to the back of the bar, and the bouncer wouldn't let me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I you, got maced. Do you feel like, in this case, um, I don't know if you know the individuals or could kind of, like, you know, surmise who they were, but did you feel like you were stopping maybe what would be considered in 2022 a hate crime? or were Man, these- I didn't get the whole story because... This is why it's super swerved up. Whenever I <laughs> took the attention off of him, yeah. he ran off. Oh. <laughs> and now, guess what? I'm just a guy getting jumped in the back alley. By your lonesome. Except your wife's next to, nearby. So well, I never got the story. Okay. And I don't know what, uh, what well, the reason was. Your first responder. You are a first responder. We'll call it that. Well, today we're going to North Carolina for this call and everything, believe it or not, we are only a couple minutes in. I've already covered three questions, all of which are cogent to the topic at hand. Mm. So I don't know where all this structure is coming from. Hold on. Have you ever got your ass kicked? Uh, Yes. Who kicked your ass and why? I'll tell you the story really quick. I was walking on a greenbelt next to the river that goes through town. And there are a series of bridges where the cars drive over because it's sort of downtown-ish. And so the river meanders through town. And I'm walking on the greenbelt next to it. And there had just been a news report, a paper article on the homepage of the local paper saying that it was now illegal to jump off of the bridge into the river because there had been too many accidents. Also, the river has a tendency to go up and down in in level because it's very close to a local dam where they let water go and stop the water and everything. So, you know, the height is always changing. Anyway, so they had made it illegal and, uh, and said, you know, if you see anybody jumping, you should report them, blah, blah, blah. So there's these, these – I was in the ninth grade – and uh, I'm walking on the green belt, and I look over, and there's these younger kids, probably fifth, sixth grade, jumping off the bridge. And so I yell at them uh, from down on the green belt next to the river. I say, hey, that's illegal now. They just made it illegal. You guys might want to rethink jumping off the bridge. And they said to me, do you want to start something? And I was like, with you? And they all scamper off the bridge, take them like two and a half minutes with their little sixth grade legs to come down and they get in front of me and there's like six little sixth graders standing in front of me. And I'm like, like I said, you want, you want to start something with you? And they go, no. <laughs> I turn around and there's these high school kids there. And they passed me around like a like a ping pong ball. I had a friend there who had his girlfriend there too. We were all walking together until the fight started to happen. And then after the fight, my friend was like, "You know, they were they were holding me back. They were holding me back. They were holding me back." I'm like, "No, they weren't." I ended up with a ten speed on my head, um, <laughs> bleeding out. I I I made my they disappeared. I made my own way down to the rec center off of the green belt and I'm in the bathroom and I'm washing off all this blood from my face and this bodybuilder kid from high school came and he's like what happened to you and I was like nothing and I know him well he's a really good guy actually and he's like no really what happened and I was like I got jumped on the green belt it's no big deal and he and his friend went out and they beat all of those kids up (laughs) so 
I don't or know. some kids. Maybe it wasn't them. <laughs> they they, they just beat went somebody out. up. <laughs> I'm not even sure who because I didn't follow them. So all I know is somebody got beat up. So yeah, I did get beat up. Anyway, so we're going to North Carolina. Uh, and uh, interesting, it's North Carolina. So this kind of hit me off guard. Uh, I looked up the North Carolina motto, and the North Carolina motto is Esse quam videri. The North Carolina motto is in Latin. I did not expect that. Yeah, because they can't even speak English. <laughs> well, that's kind of where I was leaning with. I'm like, that's unique. Uh, parent- the motto is what? Esse quam videre, which... I was going to top it in, but I can't swear. see the screen because <laughs> of these goddamn kid lifers. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> so it translates from Latin to English to, to mean to be... Rather than to seem, which is cool. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to show you that I'm actually this thing rather than just telling you I'm this thing or looking like I'm that thing. So it's kind of a, a play on being genuine. What does that have to do with the state? I don't really know. It seems like somebody was really going for kind of a, you know, a compelled characteristic that they feel everybody in North Carolina should have. That's not true. <laughs> I lived there. <laughs> The North Carolina is also known as the Tar Heel State, and this is interesting. Yeah. I looked up the origin story to this, and apparently it's mysterious. And there's a lot of people that have different opinions on why it's called the Tar Heel State, but most historians agree that the name derives from North Carolina's very long history as a producer of naval stores, meaning naval items that would go uh, or be used uh, either on ships or in the production of ships. So that would be tar, pitch, resin, and turpentine, all back when naval ships were wood, uh, really not using any of those things anymore on a battle cruiser. But all of those were culled from the North Carolina forests, which are uh, extensively pine forests. So that's kind of interesting. Also, this one was kind of fun. North Carolina's marketing slogan. You can take this two ways or a whole lot of ways. Travel to North Carolina, where you'll experience firsts that turn into moments you'll never forget. Yeah, that can go a lot of ways. I mean, that's not always good. I would call that a, a rape. <laughs> it's just, I could. I mean, that could be any moment that gives you post-traumatic stress disorder. It's basically, come to North Carolina, we'll give you PTSD. <laughs> and you're never going to forget it. <laughs> All that being said, North Carolina is beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, and I've had the privilege of being there one time. And I really, I would like to go back. I, I think it's just an amazing place. But today I'm not going back except for through this podcast where we're going to be listening to a call placed by an elderly lady as an incident is going down in her home. Are you ready, Kent, for me to press play on this? One other thing before you do. Yeah. Uh, I, I apologize. I didn't even give you any air to breathe there. That was very insensitive. Of it's me. kind of irrelevant, but it's a funny story, so I wanted to tell it. Okay. Talking about gay chicken and everything. <laughs> um, my 14-year-old boy is in middle school. Yeah. He, he doesn't get in trouble. He makes good grades. He's a good kid. Huh. He's very funny. Very funny. He makes me laugh. So, but he's got a super dry sense of humor. And I guess the other day, so we get a call that Samuel was in trouble and he was in trouble for sexual harassment. 
What? Yeah. Really? And we were like, okay, hold what? Like, hold on, what? And it was a boy, and he, this boy had said something homophobic. And our boy, and then he offered, he, he like tried to threaten Samuel or something. He said it to another kid, and then he tried to threaten Samuel. And Samuel said, if you don't go away right now, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And the kid just like shut down. Wow. And whenever he started to walk away, Samuel blew a kiss at him. And then that kid went and reported And then that him. kid reported him for sexual harassment. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that works? Oh, my gosh. And I guess he had to go to the counselor, and the counselor was laughing about it. After they got the whole story, like everybody thought it was funny, but just standard procedure. They had to let us know he wasn't in any trouble, that they had figured out what had happened, and everybody got a kick out of it. Um, except the little boy <laughs> for the, who Samuel had threatened to kiss on the mouth. Which also, and that, and re- remind me, that little boy had done what? He had said a homophobic, he had, he was starting some shit with one of Samuel's friends, yeah. said a slur, and then was also trying to start shit with Samuel. And Samuel was like, if you don't, basically, if you don't Swear. fuck off, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Yeah. Interesting that that kid didn't have anything happen to him for how he started everything. I always love that. Also, let me ask you this. When they gave you the call, they probably made it, made it very apparent they could not tell you the other child's name, right? They could not. Isn't that fun? Love that. Yeah. Love that. So, you know, that kid goes without any consequences, and he'll just keep racial slurring whoever he wants in the hallway. Yeah, because, like, Samuel goes to a—it's a predominantly black school, mm-hmm. mostly black. He's a minority there. Hmm. So he gets a lot of that Yeah, kind of stuff. You know, yep. Cracker and white boy and honky and all that shit. It's just it is what it is. He'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, I just thought I just thought it was funny. Good for him. I'm glad he stood up for himself and his friend. That's good. Well, uh, speaking of people who stood up for themselves, oof. You ready for me to uh, to press play on this one? Yes. All right. Here we go. January twenty fourth. 2018, 15 hours, 55 minutes, 42 seconds. Randolph County 911, what's stressed for your emergency? Oh, come on, just in our house with a gun, threatened to kill us. Hurry, hurry, Okay, hurry. ma'am, ma'am, listen to me. What's your address? Oh. Okay, your phone number, yeah. what's your name? Oh, hello, send somebody right away. Okay. Oh, oh, God. Did you, are they still in Okay, listen to me, ma'am. Are they still in there? Ma'am, what? Are they still in there? Yes, he's got a gun. He's home. <laughs> he's got a gun. He's got my husband. He's knocked me down. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Who is this person? Oh. <laughs> Ma'am, speak to me. Ma'am. 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 Ma'am, can you talk to me? Ma'am. 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 Can you hear me? 
Yes. What has happened to you? What did he do to you, ma'am? What is what? What has happened? What has happened? So force. Force. Okay. Are you injured? Ma'am. Ma'am, are you injured? No. Is he still in the house? Yes. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Did he hit you? Oh, hurry. Hurry, hurry. Ma'am, are you injured? No. Okay, is your husband injured? I don't think so. Who is this guy? Hurry, hurry. Ma'am, we've got help coming. Who is this guy? Who's in your house? Is he in the house? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay, who is he? Oh, he's in the house. Ma'am, do you know who he is? No, I don't. Okay, is he white, black, or Hispanic? He's black. Black male? Yes. Do you know what he was wearing? Uh, I don't know. Did he have a gun or a knife? He had a gun. Okay, was it a pistol? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Where is your husband at? I don't know as quiet he was in the basement. Okay. Oh, was this guy wear okay, was this guy wearing pants or shorts? Pants. Okay. Blue jeans or dark color pants? What color? Yes. Uh green, I think. Okay. Possibly green pants. What? Who was that in the background I'm hearing? I can't hear you. Okay, I'm hearing somebody behind you. Oh, God, there was a bullet. What was it? A bullet. A gun went off. Okay. Oh, help me. Where's your husband at? I don't know. He was in the basement. How many shots have you heard? Huh? How many shots? Yeah, I heard a shot. Just one? Yes, I'm on the floor. Okay, did he shoot you? No. Okay, do you know if he shot your husband? I don't know. Okay. I don't know, do you, you say your husband's in the basement? He was, but he come up. Okay, so you, you're you not sure where he's at? I don't know where he is. I heard a shot. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, we've got help coming to you. You stay on the phone with me, okay? Did it hurt you? Huh? Is that him? Did it hurt you? No. Okay. Okay, let me speak to your husband. Has he been shot? Ask your husband if he's bleeding. Has he been shot? No, he's not shot. Okay, your husband said he's bleeding. Your husband told me he was bleeding. I, I, I want you to ask your husband if he's been shot. Are you shot? He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Did he shoot the subject? Did he shoot the subject? 
Can I speak to your husband? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you, boy. Oh. Uh, Sir, this is not this is one. Have you been shot? Uh, no, no, I'm not being shot. I'm not in here. Okay. Did you fire a shot to him? Uh, I, I went, went out and tested my mom. I got out there and did his fire. I fired one shot out back. Shot. We to okay, where are you bleeding at? Where, where, my wife? where are you bleeding? On the head. He hit me in the head three or four times. Okay. I want you are you able to get a clean dry cloth and press it down on your head? I got yeah, I got press towel. Okay, I want you to keep it keep it pressed down firmly. Okay. Okay. I've got help coming to you. Emergency traffic. Your address is Yeah. Oh my head hurts. Okay, what did he hit you with? He busted my head open. What did he hit you with? He went with a gun. Did he leave in the car or on foot? I don't know. He must have come on, on foot. I was in the basement, heard my wife fall. Are you hurt, Hilda? Did he hit you? Okay. Which which way did he leave, sir? I don't know. I didn't see him. Did he go out the I, back door? He was. I was in the bedroom. Okay, which door did he go out of? Which way did he leave? Toward the back of the house? I, he must have come back out through the carport. What was he wearing? Okay, the police is sure now. Okay, tell them we still don't have a description if they're able to get that from you and get it to broadcast us, okay? Okay. Oh. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye now. Oof. January 24th, 2018. 16 hours, 4 minutes, 22 seconds. Well, I was going to tell you the date of this, but apparently they beat me to it. So, few things here. Yeah. One, ironically, the sound of that old lady's voice is not Merrifield. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I understand that she's the victim here. Yes. But creepiest voice I've ever heard in my life. Can you imagine that vo- that voice coming up out of the darkness of your basement at 2 o'clock in the morning? It's like she's using one of those voice machines. Yes. But not a voice machine. So, and, and two, the operator here did something really smart that mm-hmm. was subtle. And I think he was doing it intentionally. In the beginning of this call, it kind of sounds like she's in her death throes a little bit. Yes. It kind of sounds like she's not going to make it. Um, and if I were the operator, I'd be like, oh, this is probably the last thing this woman is going to say. And what he is doing is trying to get as much information about who did it to her as possible. Mm-hmm. Because I think in his head, he's thinking this could go unsolved if we don't. So he's asking, do you know who did it? Do you? Because I think in his head... At the time, it seemed like she might not make it because he doesn't know the severity of the injuries. She's breathing heavy. She's moaning. Right. Sounds like it might be serious, maybe a gunshot, stabs, whatever it is. And he's like trying to pump her in her last moments for as much information about who did it to her as possible because that might be the only the only eyewitness. It, it was it was a challenge to 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 listen to this and try to piece together what in the world like. Uh, 
Uh, you run across people like this every once in a while, and I'm sure a good pe- portion of it had to do with the trauma that they were experiencing at the time, but where the first, maybe even the first and second time you ask somebody a question, not even a detailed one, just a basic question, they kind of do the, do what? Do what? And it's like they need it the third time to actually pay attention enough to give you enough of a response. Yeah. And sh- she was doing a, a healthy helping of that in this where I don't know how many times did he ask her if he, if she was injured and, and she didn't give a response, you know? And then she said no. And then she said no, which actually was not true. Um, both her and her husband were sent to the hospital with severe injuries. Yeah, he said he's bleeding like a stuck hog. Yeah. I liked how he also said, uh, what was there, did you get shot? And he said, no, I shot one time. Two times. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Because uh, he's like, nope, this is probably being recorded. <laughs> shot two It's a double barrel, and I'm looking down, and they're both empty. So <laughs> Both of them are empty. Both these, these shells are, are pretty light. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what happened. So this took place January 24th in uh, 2018. The couple's name was never revealed, so I, I don't have their names. Uh, but you hear the woman at first, um, you know, shaky voice saying, you know, he's got my husband. Hurry, hurry, hurry. This was a this was a robbery attempt. Uh, so this individual had broken into their house and was was attempting to rob them. This wasn't also this wasn't just a willy nilly happenstance robbery. So the Randolph County Sheriff's Office immediately started looking for a man named Jeremy Lamar Hayes and who they suspected was his accomplice, which would have turned would turn out to be the driver of the getaway car, Kennedy Mariah Boggs. Um, and they, f- they had a strong uh, sense that this was done by Jeremy Lamar Hayes because he had also, been the one that witnesses had pointed to in several other robberies that fit the same description, doing very violent robberies uh, to the point where other people were severely injured when he would break into their homes. And uh, this put everybody on point. The police, the police were, uh, uh, the search says, quote, everything is nonstop around here. Every, everyone is out following leads. We're following every lead, pushing out all forms of media to get information out. Crime Stoppers put out a $5,000 uh, reward for any information leading to the arrest of the, sus- the suspects. And it lit up like a grass fire. Not smart. One of the things that I always thought was a weird flex were violent robberies. Because, you know, I get robbery, you know, come in the night steal something, get away in the night. And I can even understand somebody that's going as far as like doing the serial killer thing, you know, like BTK where he breaks in and then he beats everybody up and ends up killing people. Hmm? Violent robberies I never understood because you're spending way too much time in that place running the risk that you're going to be a witness. And that's just the way I feel. Especially when you're robbing, violently robbing old people like this. What, are you going to get a VCR? Yeah. And it's not even set to the cr- proper date or anything, you know? You're going to get one of those rewinders, those VHS rewinders that you push down and... Re- 
Yeah. And maybe one of those, the bronze thing that has a bunch of lines on it with the birds. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it looks like telephone pole wires, but it's just... Yeah, it's, looks like, like, it's supposed to look like a sunset, Yeah, right? but it's got a bunch of bronze birds bronze that was birds. made in 84. Yep. You might get one of uh, a, a nice fireplace poker set, you know, that yeah. no one's ever used, but sits next to the fireplace. A nice Andy Griffith box set. <laughs> the, the shiny new box set of Jag. And uh, maybe if the brass ring would be to rob old people and get a Yadro. Do you know what a Yadro is? Or just a brass ring. <laughs> a brass ring, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is a yardro? Yardro is a it's a sculpture, uh, and it's made by well they were originally made by a sculptor uh, in Italy, I believe, Italy, Spain, Italy. Uh, last name Yadro, L L A D R O, and they're very willowy looking, and and they're kind of long figures, people, and you know different scenes, uh, sort of Victorian feeling, and they're the paint. Or the the glaze that he always used when he'd fire the the porcelain was sort of pastel colors, and they're very expensive. But the only place you really find them are old people's houses. So, okay. Uh, and what time was this? Did this happen? What time in the day? Um, it happened. Good question. This happened at. Well, let's just have them tell us again. Here we go. January twenty fourth. 2018, 15 hours. So at 3.52 in the afternoon. Yeah. They're having dinner. They are. They're in the middle of dinner. Salisbury Steak TV dinners. They're watching Jeopardy. They recorded it, obviously. they got to be in bed at 5. They recorded the night before because 8.30 Jeopardy is way too late. So they record it. They watch it the next day. Um, yeah, just, you know, sweet, sweet old couple. And they got just pummeled by this guy. Uh, so did he steal anything? I don't even know. The report doesn't even say that. that of, I mean, of, they survived, though. They did. They both survived. They were sent to the okay, hospital good. with severe injuries. Um, and then uh, come around to 2019, July of 2019. Jeremy Lamar Hayes, a suspect in a string of home invasions, armed robberies, and assaults that stretched from Asheboro to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, has been sentenced to federal prison for an armed robbery at Surfside Beach, South, South Carolina. This guy got away with a whole string of them. Like, he was on the run for a long time. Actually, interestingly, he was charged with vicious assault on this couple in 2018 and was suspected in a bunch of others. And so he just kind of was put on deep freeze and uh, they just kept finding cases where they think he was uh, involved. They threw the book at him. His, his accomplice, Kennedy Boggs, age 26, he, he's, a, he's a rough and tumble. Like I, I would not want to come up against him in jail um, not because he's like a substantial individual, but he's got that face, uh, that when, when his mug shots are taken, every time his mug shot is taken, the face that he's giving is the look that he knew he had to develop as a child to say, I'm a crazy person. Oh, oh. yeah. Looking at it right now. Yeah. 
like he would, you know, he's the kid that would, would grab that, that compass, which you slid a pencil into in, in elementary school. And he would just, you know, he's the kid that would try to try to stab you in the eye with it. And then Kennedy Boggs, absolutely forgettable. Female. Female. Uh, white female, just 25 years old. The, I, I'm pretty sure they had to Photoshop the picture because when the flash went off, she just showed up as one white object <laughs> in the center of the photo. Yeah. Just no pigment whatsoever. Very forgettable face. Right? Yeah. Kind of reminds... It's important to point out that Jeremy Lamar Hayes is six foot five and 200 pounds. Yeah. So so he is a substantial individual, plus you add the the angry, crazy face that he likes to make in his mugshot photos. And not not good. Not good. By the way, Kennedy Boggs, five foot four, two hundred pounds. Very small. But also <laughs> not small. Five four is not tall, but two hundred and five four. And I'm not making those weights no. up. It's the same. He's six five, two hundred pounds. She's five four, two hundred pounds. Wow, the same amount of body in just a different box. Yeah. Wow. In a lighter box. In a, it's like my grandpa used to say, that's like trying to put five pounds of cats in a two-pound bag. And I was like, I don't think that's exactly the phrase because that it's, sounds... My grandpa said five pounds of shit in a, a ten-pound... Or ten, ten gallons of shit in a five-gallon bucket. That's what it was. But my grandpa always made it into cats. And I was like, you're just cruel. That's all you are. <laughs> that's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. And he's trying to put them in a what? In a bag? In a bag. And I, he never got as far down the... But I'm afraid if I had asked him any more questions, he'd say, and then I threw in the river. That was a big thing in the, I mean, in the, in the old days. 1900s, you had a litter of kittens or puppies you didn't want. Yeah. Put them in a bag full of rocks, throw them in the pond. That's true. I'm not making that up. That's a thing. That's what they used to do. Yeah. There's also that Netflix special that came out a while back about... Uh, Don't fuck with cats. Yeah. That one. Is the name of the special. It's how they caught him. Had really Luca not Magnata. a... Yeah. Talk about a pathetic human being. Seriously. Incel. Just gross. Not really even an incel, I guess. No, not an incel. Just a pathetic human being. Gross. The living embodiment of pathetic. Yeah. Sentenced by a federal judge in Florence, South Carolina. Uh, Hayes had previously pled guilty to two counts of robbery affecting commerce and two counts of brandishing a firearm during a crime of violence. Boggs pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit robbery affecting commerce and one count of aiding and abetting the brandishing of a firearm during a crime of violence. Both of those were those were pleas uh, against charges of robbing a store because, um, you know, old people aren't a place of commerce. Uh, Hayes was sentenced to 240 months in federal prison, followed by five years of court-ordered supervision. Uh, Boggs was sentenced to 108 months in federal prison, followed by five years of court-ordered supervision. There is no parole in the federal system. So good. Good. Exactly. Good riddance. Uh, Also, they are slated to be extradited uh, to another county to continue to face more and more charges. So this is the gift that keeps on giving. He had already done previous stints in prison for armed robbery. Uh, 2011, he did four and a half years. In 2010, charge of uttering forged paper. Uttering forged paper. I'm guessing that's just a real complex way of saying he wrote a bad check. Are you just kind of muttered 
Forged paper. <laughs> right. I said forged paper. Oh, what did you just say? What did you just say to me? Nothing. I didn't say it. I heard you. I don't, I don't give a shit about any of those charges, but anybody that breaks into an old couple's home and beats the hell out of them. Yeah. Swear. Uh, he was on parole when all this happened from one of his previous releases. He was released on January 28th, 2017. So he was still, still didn't learn his lesson. Probably, I would yeah. guess, hasn't. Based on... Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Good riddance. I have a happy ending. Mm, okay. It's a, it's pretty good. Wow. It's one of the we'll only see. times that you'll hear a happy ending where the person says they're going to die. Mm. You ready for this? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me too. Here we go. You're in one mind. I'm dying. Well, how do you know you're dying? Uh, I'm a strange premonition about death. Have you taken any medication today? No. And do you have any weapons on you? No, of course not. Have you had anything to drink tonight? No, never would I have a drink. Okay, well, I'm going to send the police out, but I... Nice of you. Finally. Get their asses out here, please. Okay, sir? Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to send the police out, but I need to know, do you need an ambulance also? I don't know. You don't know? No. Why don't you contact... Listen, the police are coming. Why should they be here? Oh, okay. 
So you don't have any actual human grandchildren then? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you married? No. No? Okay, well, what's going on, though? I don't know. I don't know. I'm dying. Okay, but you don't know why you're dying? No. Okay. Uh, Hark. Hark. Uh, would you excuse me, please? Certainly. Uh, may I call you back? Why don't you just leave the phone line open? Oh, of course. I believe the phone line open. God. What? And uh, was that the bad guy from No Country from Old Men? <laughs> right, the just... guy that carries the cattle? <laughs> <laughs> sounded just I'm dying. <laughs> the police come in and they're like, call it. Flips a coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy, like, he was so important to himself. I guarantee you this is the guy, this is the same guy where uh, at, at many, many a dinner... You could find him interrupting all of the conversation to say, Let me impart some wisdom upon you. You know? Yeah, the guy that's always given unwanted advice. Yeah. I knew a guy just like this in Alabama uh, whenever whenever I was over at his house. Um, So, I don't know if you've ever tied a tie, but the last part of tying a tie is you flip the tie over behind the knot and then you open up the hole in the knot and you stuff the top, the front of the tie through it and then that you tighten up your knot. Yeah, I don't know how to tie a tie. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy that I knew, he would bring his t- big part of his tie, the front part of the tie, forward through, but he would cover up the knot and not stuff it through the knot to finish the knot off. It was like he left off this last step but he wore every single tie he ever wore that way. And he wore it that way because anyone who is normal would tell somebody who's wearing a tie that way, oh, sir, uh, your tie. And then he could act uh, all smug about it. <laughs> what about my tie? What, what was it tradition or something no, and, and no. that we don't know about so he was just wrong do you remember bread bundy 
Yes. Remember how like she would just do weird things? And you're like, why? Yes. Why did you do that? And she doesn't even know why she did it. But whenever somebody corrected him, what was his excuse? Because you said that like he would actually. Oh yeah, no. Like he, what was his actually? He would tell him that that is actually the way he preferred to wear his ties. And uh, another interesting thing, when you're at his house, people would just be talking, just sitting there talking. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, to to capture the attention of the room, he would go, "Our dear heavenly Father." We th- and he would start a prayer just out of the middle of nowhere. This guy, oh, I hate this. Guy. And then everybody's like, oh, "Brother, you gotta kind of bow your head and wait for, wait for him to finish." Stupid fucking tie blowing in the wind. Ugh, made me mad. And it wasn't even like a normal tie. He'd wear those knitted ties, the ones that always they're like square at the bottom, and it's knitted. Looks like a couch from seventy seven. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ah. So I know this guy. I'm dying. Great texture for you to try to paint. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. I need to. I need to fight. It, first task when I'm re- retired will be paint a textured knitted tie on a very miniature person. I do have to congratulate you on finding two calls that sound like they were made made from hell. <laughs> on the, they both sound like the spirits of angry people that have passed away, and they're just forced to. Forever make the nine one one call that ended their life for all eternity. <laughs> That's what this sounds like because it is haunting. Both of these, yeah, they were both uh, little more cops. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, yeah. No, this guy, this guy was just begging to be probably thrown on the ground and cuffed. I mean, there's only so much they're going to take from this guy, you know, before they're like, all right, we've had enough. <laughs> he did sound like he would, like if they tried to like help him, he would. I do say, sir. You know what? He was probably a philosophy professor. Let's be honest. This guy was just he's so self-important. Uh, but you mentioned hell. And while that last call was going, my air conditioning crapped out in here. Yeah, you are sweating like a stuck hog. Yeah. It's hot in here. Now, it's very thick. Uh, also, I got a, a heat warning from weather.com saying that it's it's too hot to go outside. It's 104 outside right now. Yeah, you've got you've actually made a, a an atmosphere in there. <laughs> an iguana could live in there. It's very... without any changes whatsoever to the. Yeah, my glasses are fogged up. I don't even know where you're at. Um, yeah, the 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 back wall, the wall that I sit on in this little six by nine box. The back wall sits against the garage, which is aluminum, which sits against the sun, (laughs) the whole sun, the entire sun. Like all of the sun. All of it. And so it just heats up my studio without my air conditioning. So I'm going to have to probably go figure out how that goes because I've, I've, I've got to do, I've got to work. I can't just, I can't just, I got stuff to do. So hydrate. I will hydrate and then I'll, um, Get this, get this episode edited, get our daily episode edited, too. We do a daily show called Extraterrestrials. If you're interested and you have never heard of it, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash 1159media and find our daily show, which we actually have been consistent on. Haven't missed a day called Extraterrestrials. Uh, if you like this show, you're, <laughs> something's wrong with you, but you're bound to like the other one. So... <laughs> All right. The same show. Same show. Different one and a half minutes of audio in the middle. <laughs> yeah. We replaced the one and a half minutes of audio with one and a half minutes of stories. 
about yeah. crazy things that happen in space and on the Earth and all that. So it's our it's our WTF, what the heck, what the heck and heck show. I can barely breathe in here, so I gotta go. Yeah. So bye. Hugs, everybody. Well, you did it. You listened so much that we made it to episode 86 of this show. And I blame you. In all reality, this is the best job, and it's truly made better by the many interactions with you, many, many hug dealers, that I get to chat with and comment on and reply to and thumbs up and heart emoji every single day. We have some of the most amazing people in our online communities, and you can find our Facebook groups for this and other shows that we have at 1159 on Facebook, uh, Insta, or the Gram, however you want to say it, and Patreon. We started a new exciting thing just recently, actually. Every month we have a sweepstakes where someone gets one whole year of tier 1159 on Patreon. That's the tier with all of our exclusive stuff. And it's the newest, freshest tier. It's fun. You get one entry into the monthly sweepstakes by going to 1159media.com and clicking on the pop-up or the red banner at the bottom of the page. You get a hundred additional entries if you sign up for tier 1159 or 50 entries if you sign up for the $5 tier. That $5 tier will give you the uncut versions of this show and 911 Calls Plus. And we are dumb enough that if you sign up and immediately just turn around and cancel your ongoing support, we'll still let you keep the entries that you earned. So get entered if you like this show and all of our other shows and you want all the exclusive Patreon goodness free for a whole year. And finally, we have a daily show now. It's called Extraterrestrials, And just like the name sounds, it's amazing. So if you need more than five more hours of glorious content per week check it out on tier 1159 over on patreon okay enough pitching we're just glad that you're here we love that you let us into your earballs and we will see you either tomorrow for our daily show or next week for episode 87 so much hugs to you 